From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. My name is Laura Perry, and right now I'm finishing my dissertation at University of Wisconsin-Madison. This is coming out of a chapter of my dissertation, uh, and my larger dissertation tracks the concept of species in suburban literature. Uh, but what I'm doing right here is writing a chapter considering the impact of mid-century hygiene and food culture on Sylvia Plath's poetry. So I'm uh, looking at lines like blue pots and pails of Lysol, or um, particularly relevant here, uh, her lines like a clear cellophane I cannot crack. And so I'm contextualizing those mentions of consumer products like Lysol and cellophane within the history of technological advancements in plastic and cellophane production and consumption. So I'm mostly at Hagley looking at the cultural force of cellophane and trying to figure out what it would have meant for Plath to use a word like cellophane in her poetry instead of plastic or near or sheen. You know, they're looking at the places where she uses it, she had a lot of other options. So the fact that she chose cellophane is significant and I'm here to try to figure out why she did that, or at least to offer an answer. Well, uh, my research here has been focused mostly on the cultural of cellophane, so I've been looking at the public-facing part of DuPont. Um, so I've been looking at the archives of DuPont advertisements in the Saturday Evening Post, uh, television commercials about cellophane. There's a great part of the archive where they not only have scripts from these television commercials, but also brainstorming notes between the writers that went into creating these cellophane television commercials, as well as reports and surveys from uh, advertising firms who showed the commercial to focus groups and then recorded their impressions of the focus groups as well as comments from the focus group themselves. So there's a lot of really fascinating information about what cellophane was uh, meant to be or what they were trying, the story they were trying to tell about cellophane. Um, and I've also looked at some exhibits at trade fairs. There's a lot of great uh, photographs and materials about um, exhibits at Atlantic City or Chicago. Um, and so I'm interested in how DuPont advertised cellophane and in whether that language influenced Plath's poetry or helps us understand why she used cellophane as a word or as an image in her poetry. Sort of trio of surveillance, glamour, and hygiene, they're all getting at these intimate distances where you're really close to something because it's, you're either surveilling it or you're worried about it touching you in terms of hygiene or you're being attracted to it with glamour. And so all of these intimate distances emphasize both visuality and materiality where you're looking at something but you're also about to touch it. Uh, and so I've been trying to think through that, how that might impact poetic form, where cellophane is like a form that's meant to disappear, but also meant to attract you or attract the observer. And having been here for a couple days, it makes me want to work here, come back here again, because um, the surrounding grounds are beautiful and everyone's been wonderful that I've met. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really, it's really wonderful. I'm thankful to be here.
To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library, and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.